Opinionated Marketers, a podcast from Cambridge Marketing College. Hello and welcome to Opinionated Marketers with Charles Nixon and me, Kieran Kapoor. Um, We are recording on a day when the world has reached 8 billion people. Um, Rumoured, presumably it isn't possible to completely count up that many. Um, Almost impossible to get one's head around such a huge number. And it follows on from a discussion about the changing of demographics in our last Opinionated Marketer. However, Charles, what we actually wanted to talk about today was two articles that you spotted, one about China and one about Japan. Yes. uh, Just picking up on that 8 billion, there is an implication and the argument, of course, is mixed as to whether or not it's too many or not enough. Um, And distribution becomes a very important aspect as to how we manage the... um, the correct provision of food and resources for the 8 billion that are currently uh, with us and predicted to rise to around 10 billion. Um, And one of the uh, implications, of course, is uh, that perhaps certain countries, uh, the advanced countries as they sometimes refer to, or the Western countries, have over-consumed um, and as a result, uh, if that is the benchmark by which every other uh, population uh, group uh, aspires, then perhaps the planet can't manage that level or is uh, in trouble if it tries to do so. And hence we have the climate problems. Um, and in that light, perhaps uh, one should view um, some movements in the Far East um, and Japan and China, which is a debate in the constraint in advertising. Um, The argument goes that um, there are um, unrestrained forces in advertising leading to overconsumption and widespread um, depletion and reduction in uh, the Earth's resources for no material gain. Um, In China, this is being put forward by uh, the Communist Party and controls by them on celebrities who are not allowed now to endorse products um, on social media, um, or there are strict limits on it. This follows other areas where um, marketing activity has been um, constrained. And in Japan, there is um, a very popular book um, in the business world, um, which I think will be translated into English later this year, um, which talks about the desire um, to constrain advertising, especially in the hoardings and electronic hoardings that are seen in places like Tokyo and Kyoto. Um, as, uh, again, uh, advertising brings about no material benefit to um, uh, the population. I was going to say, can we take the two separately? Because I actually think they're they're both coming at a similar issue, but from a slightly different perspective. And it's quite interesting. So in China, um, what um, President Ping has announced is that you can no longer... um, Celebrities and entertainers and influencers are banned from backing products via social media, television commercials, live streams and interviews. And it includes things such as health, education, private tutoring, tobacco, medical equipment. It's it's surprisingly wide ranging. It comes on the back of apparently some scandals of um, celebrities pushing products that weren't necessarily safe. But it is very much alongside um, celebrities should consciously 
practice socialist core values in their advertising endorsement activities, the rules state. Activities should conform to social morals and traditional virtues. And that was the bit that I found so fascinating. Yes, there's an element of the, the state pushing an, an agenda, but there's also an element of saying that you, you shouldn't be endorsing things that perhaps are, well, obviously they're unsafe, but also things that might be seen as trivial. Mm. Yes, indeed. I think what what it's alluding to is a core set of what we might call moral values, um, which, historically speaking, one would have expected people to have adhered to, i.e. if I'm going to endorse something, it's either something that I use or something I believe in. Um, But of course, endorsements these days have basically become on the uh, basis of money being paid. Um, And Sometimes that is not declared. Uh, Legislation in um, the UK and the EU and America, I believe, um, now indicates that you should declare. And certainly when product placement is on television, there should be a a symbol saying so. what the problem is from a uh, from a negative point of view is that people are being um, let's use the word duped or are being uh, influenced into buying products which the influencer has absolutely no either understanding of or interest in other than financial and this of course is um, uh, something that uh, leads people to believe that the influencer, through their knowledge of one particular aspect of life, is knowledgeable about other aspects of life. Um, and we've seen it in lots and lots of things, in the, historically speaking, in advertising over the last 50 or 60 odd years. Um, one of the questions, of course, is, you know, is that a moral approach to take to advertising? Um, and... I think he made this speech standing uh, amongst um, on the banks of one of the uh, major uh, pieces of construction that was done by manual labour during the Great Leap Forward, which is a, a major canal. Um, and the point being very plainly, you know, that hard work gets you the benefit. It isn't something that you can get a quick uh, shortcut to. Um, I think it also is reflected not just in the Japanese article, but also in that piece we were talking about a few weeks ago, where people want to clean up their streets with, uh, in Bristol was one particular area, of um, advertising, which they see as being inappropriate for the area um, and really purely consumerist. Um, rather than actually either aspirational or something that's going to improve one's life. Um, And I do think the marketers are in danger here um, because if we're not careful and we overdo and we're irresponsible in the way we promote our products, then we are subject to this type of backlash, Um, whether it's meaningful or um, pinpointed. uh, The broad brush approach is the simplest and easiest one that states can apply. And therefore, the likelihood is if we're not careful, we will be. If we don't self-regulate, we will be regulated. And I think that's where your Japanese article that you picked out of the FT was so interesting. So China is very much a top-down um, decree that um, there will be more regulation, and more control, and we should be looking not to go for um, the bright and the sparkly, but to think about hard work. In your J- Japanese article, what they were saying was that uh, it's, it's a new book in Japan, which seems to be becoming 
it's hard to tell whether it's becoming a bestseller or just a surprising seller. I, I can't quite work it out. But it's a look at Marxism um, and um, it's very much a degrowth philosophy and um, a suggestion that uh, there's a quote here. He's brutal on Japan's historical tendency to pack the economy with bullshit jobs that consume the country's increasingly precious labour force to no useful ends. And he complains about meat, SUVs and sports cars, for example. Um, but he also... Um, complaints about advertising um promoting unnecessary consumption so it's a, but there it seems to be coming up from a bra grassroots very much as he said about the the bristol area where they're saying actually i'm fed up with advertising hoardings it's a grassroots movement or and here people going and buying the book saying that this something isn't right but we can't perhaps quite work out what to do yes uh, there is um that there are a couple of books that are in, in, in this vein, one still to be published um, um, and another one by Hamish McRae, which is lo looking at the growing populist movement. Um, um, we would have called this a few years ago the Occupy, uh, Occupy Wall Street or the, mm -hmm. the, uh, the protest movements. Um, and yes, there's something wrong with society. There's something wrong with the economy. We're not quite sure what it is. Um, we're going to pick on the things that we can see. Um, and advertising is one of the very obviously high profile aspects of that. Um, and, you know, whilst... We can even go back to historical uh, statements like Lord Leverhulme's, you know, 50% of my advertising budget is wasted, but I don't know which 50%. You know, you get the arguments is that you have to keep advertising because some of it will rub off and some of it will be worthwhile. But the, the problem that we now get, I think, is that it is linked to the previous point we were talking about. There are now 8 billion people potentially aspiring to the level of um, consumerism that has been aspired to by people who, when there were three, four and five billion of us, um, the level of wastage that comes with that, the level of pollution, which we've all been aware of. I was taught it in the 70s when I was at school that pollution was a major issue. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, it's now writ larger and larger as we grow the population. And something has to be done, but we're not quite sure what. Um, but the easiest thing to do is, is to cut back on consumption. And of course, global circumstances at the moment are forcing us down that route, whether it happens to be a recession, inflation or a war in Europe. Um, so in many respects, companies perhaps need to you know, ride on that wave and become more um, responsible in the way in which they do their marketing to pick up on the issues that are unavoidable. Yes, two really interesting articles with two very different sort of viewpoints, but ultimately ending up with the same sort of view, cut down on consumption. Um, Charles, as ever, great to talk to you. Thank you very much, Karen. Like and subscribe to this feed for more podcast content from Cambridge Marketing College.